Good morning, lovely people, and welcome back. It's Wednesday, February 22nd. The Purple Splitmasters did what they do best last week, having lost to the lowly Vaqueros of UTRGV and ruining a career night for this podcast's favorite lope, Gabe McLaughlin. And also winning a whack after dark showdown with Abilene Christian in front of a packed GCU arena and a national television audience. The Lopes turned around this week and played NAIA Park Gilbert in front of 50 spectators at the GCU practice facility in a last minute schedule filler, replacing the New Mexico state forfeit. If you have not heard, it was not close in this record breaking game for GCU. Many of us are wondering, was this a good move considering the Lopes track record of weekly splits? especially with Seattle U looming over Friday's homecoming and senior night. There is so much to catch up on in this week's lone episode. We are glad you are tuning in as a new episode of Win the Whack 2.0 starts now. Big bucket by McMillan for three. Dishes out the blaster for three. Harrison. Up high. Put back by the corner. Push back out. Harrison quickly to the clock. The clock's baseline. Barrel. No doubt about it. Oh, Barry, you bounced out of your seat on that. I want to you with a big right hand. Give a loaf of three-point advantage. So I'm at state tournament this past weekend. We're up in Great Falls, Montana. It's the Montana mm. Christian Athletic Association state tournament. Now, our girls... We're the three seed in our conference. Our boys somehow squeaked their way into state with two wins on the season. But those two wins came against a conference opponent. And uh, that's all we needed to be the four seed. So our boys went in. Now the boys, they got trashed in their first game. They ended up losing by, I think, 60 points to the team who eventually won the state championship but yeah no it was it was better than we expected my superintendent was there and he was like yeah i'm thinking i'm thinking probably 116 to six and i was like and you know what the funny thing was about it was i was like yeah that's reasonable (laughs) (laughs) i'm dead but uh it ended up being like 16 to 86 or something like that. So the boys, you know, they came out and played. It was actually, I have a hilarious picture. I might actually put it up on the Twitter, but uh, we had, I mean, obviously we knew we were going to get stomped. We had our shortest player who's like five foot six, probably maybe five, eight on a good day. Jump (laughs) on the tip off. Stop. Against against a six foot nine kid. (laughs) Connor. You need to do that at the end of the day when the other team is a six foot nine guy. You just gotta do that for the memes, you know. Oh man, it was so funny. Best, probably the best picture that I got from state, and I had a lot of them. Anyways, so then the boys played on Friday in the consolation, and they played against a conference opponent who dogged on us twice throughout the season. And uh, the boys actually played really well. They ended up losing by thirty, which is hilarious because they played well. Um, but they they enjoyed themselves. They had a good time. We actually went to Shields before the game, mm. and they all bought different color socks, and they were so stoked that they were going to wear different color socks. And I'm like, all right, this is this is what having six players on one team, all of them freshmen and sophomores, looks like. So the boys, it was a fun deal. The girls, on the other hand, that's the program that I'm the assistant for. 
Mm-hmm. We went in as the three seed. We could have been the two seed, but we lost narrowly against the team who ended up getting the two seed. And we played our first round game against the two seed in the East. And we won that game. Hey. That is the first time we have won a first round game in the state tournament and appeared in the semifinal since 2012. Yeah. Awesome. 11 years. Don't so do. that was really cool. And then we played the one seed in the West in the semifinal. Now the one seed in the West is Stillwater. I personally never won against Stillwater in any of the sports I played in high school. Mm-hmm. They dogged us every time we played them. Same thing for these girls and, and these guys. They've been dogged every time they've played. I think the boys program won my brother's senior year. And that's the okay. only time that they've beat Stillwater since like 2010. Anyways, we go in there. They've played us twi- or no three times throughout the season. They played us in the preseason tournament and beat us by 40 plus. Okay, good. They played us early December. We went up to Kalispell to play them. They beat us by 35 plus, I think. And then they came down to Helena and they beat us by 25 plus. Hey, so I'm hearing progression each time. Yeah, and 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 I will tell you what, John Mark, progression is exactly what we saw. <laughs> we came out of the gates running, okay? Okay. So much so that we had a nine-point lead in the fourth quarter. Nine-point lead okay. in the fourth quarter. Okay. Our girls, our girls could do no wrong. This was the first time I've ever seen them box out hard every single possession. This is the first time I've seen them diving for loose balls on a regular basis. And I I actually had like, you know how Bryce Drew has all the posters up in the locker room with all the Mm -hmm. keywords and stuff. Mm -hmm. So we did that. I had all the keywords. So our keywords were, they're all similar to the ones that GCU did, but (laughs) some of them different. We did toughest team wins, uh, hard box outs, dive for loose balls. We have one that's cardboard. It's not my favorite. For me, when you're teaching defense in the paint, you have to have your hands straight up, play with mm-hmm. your chest, right? Yeah. So the girls, yep. the girls remember that by calling it cardboard, which is really weird to me, mm-hmm. but okay. It, Whatever it, it helps. If it sticks, if it sticks. If it helps them remember, so be it. So we had cardboard and then we had uh high off the glass. Mm-hmm. So that was the first game that I've ever seen the girls do all of those things mm. and they ended up losing by four points. And so oh. we were that close to a state championship appearance, which was incredible. And I was so proud of the girls. They came out Saturday morning, a little flat. They couldn't do anything against the two, three zone. We couldn't score. Um, the other team had this girl that was six to eight inches taller than every other girl on our roster. She fouled out late in the fourth quarter. They had a nine-point lead on us. She fouled out late in the fourth quarter. We made a run, and we ended up winning that game to play in the third-place game. And then again, we played another team that played 2-3 zone, and we couldn't score against them. And so we lost out in the third place. We were also really gassed. but Yeah, that makes sense. The girls played really well. I was super proud of them. The funny thing is, here was my consolation in the whole situation. It's not funny. It's more so sentimental for me. So against Stillwater in that semifinal game, we're tied up. There's just less than a minute left in the game. We have a possession. And this young lady who plays for Stillwater, she's a junior, really small guard. She gets a steal on us and makes a layup on the other end. Now, this girl, her name is Belle Schwartz. 
I have known Belle Schwartz since since she was in diapers. Her dad. <laughs> it's like an old head. This is the most Montana thing. Ever. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> so her dad was um. the camp director at Trinity Lutheran Camp, which is where I went to camp for many, many years. And then I was a, a counselor there. And then I was program staff there. I've coached at the basketball camp every year since I was a sophomore in high school. Her dad was the director when I was in fifth grade, and that was my first summer there. And so my first memory of camp is watching The Empire Strikes Back with <laughs> Brian Schwartz and his like less than one-year-old daughter, Belle Schwartz. And I've I've watched her grow up. I, re- I have vivid memories of playing ping pong with her at camp and stuff like that. So she got that steal against us. She put the dagger in us. And I told her after the game, like, I'm so proud of you. Like, yeah, it stinks that you did that to us, but I, I'm, I'm <laughs> so proud of you. Go get him tomorrow night. She plays in the championship game yeah. against the one seed in the East and the one seed in the East dogged this team last year. The one seed in the East, they were probably 20 point favorites in this game. Stillwater was missing their best player. Great Falls was healthy. They had played, they, they had basically coasted throughout the state tournament. Mm-hmm. Bell freaking Schwartz had three steals in the first half that she converted into layups. She had another one that she converted into an assist and she was three for three from three point land. And I, (laughs) and they ended up winning by 15. They went, they went and they won by 15. And so I run into her mom afterwards. Yeah. And I was like, Oh, Heidi, she had such a great game. I'm so proud of her. Even though she was the one that put the dagger in us. Like I, I couldn't be more happy for her and all this stuff. And I said, I honestly believe that she could be named tournament MVP. And so Heidi, her mom is like all excited and she's like, Oh my gosh, that's so awesome coming from a coach. And like, thank you so much. And, uh, and so the, the, the tournament MVP and the tournament, like the all tournament uh, honorees, they get recognized after both championship games. So you have to sit around and wait for the whole time. Yeah. And so we sit around after the championship, the boys championship game, Mm -hmm. And they have to count all of the all tournament votes and all of the tournament MVP votes. So we're waiting there for a while. And so I went up to her and I was like, hey, you realize that you're the only reason that I'm still here, right? And she's like, why? And I was like, because I think I was like, I think you're going to win the MVP. And she was like, no way. And I was like, are you kidding me? You had three steals turned into three layups and a steal that turned into an assist. And you were three for three from three in the championship game. Not yeah. only that, you put the dagger in us in the semifinal game. You're, I think you have a really good shot. I'd say so, too. And so they're calling out the all-tournament honorees. And the last one comes up, and it's a, and, and uh, uh, Andy Harrell, he's he's the president of our, of our league. He goes, and first team, all-tournament, and also tournament MVP, Bell Schwartz. And I, like, broke down crying. Oh, <laughs> and I went well, and I like saw her so family good. and stuff. It was so awesome, you know. And yeah, it was it was a bummer that that our girls didn't get to play in the championship or get third place. But that was honestly enough consolation for me to make that weekend. So it was really cool getting to see Bell get get honored like that. So yeah, dude, and just stick around like that too for a kid you watch grow up. Man, yeah. that has to feel good, man. That's sick. I'm still mad at her because she didn't come to summer camp this year, but hopefully, as you should be. Yeah. Anyways, hey, you boys ready for a questionable scenario with Connor? Yeah. <laughs> By the way, everybody, oh. uh, 
I'm sure you've already figured this out, everybody, but John Mark is on with us today. Here's what happened this week. Zach, you were in Nevada for the sure long was. weekend. Yep. Yep. And so I asked John Mark if he would step in <laughs> and 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 fill in for Zach for that episode. And John Mark was ever so willing, but I got sicker than a dog on on Sunday night. <laughs> and I was sick as a dog yesterday. And so here I am. I'm still pretty sick, but we're uh we're gonna chug along anyways. And I figured we'd give John Mark the opportunity to hop on since he was so willing to fill in. Anyways, with the questionable scenario, I'll uh, I'll let you both consider this. I'll let you both answer. Good, good. You get the chance to put one of these three groups in a saw style scenario for your own amusement. Oh gosh, what? John Mark, this uh, this applies to Zach a little bit more. But... Okay, okay, that's fine, that's fine. Good, I'm gonna let Zach. Do it. Hey, all right, all right. Wait a minute. All right, all right so one more time. Get, what's the, what's the question? You get the chance Wait. to put one of these three groups. In a saw style scenario for your own amusement. (laughs) So like from the movie Saw. Anyways, your your options. Whack refs. Oh, dude. You know I hate whack refs. Okay, next one. Delusional biased Aggie fans who think they're unbiased and that it's not a rival rivalry and will tell you about it constantly. Yeah. And then your third option, a park ranger who is giving out two hundred dollar fines for loitering at crappy tennis courts that no one uses. John Mark, did you hear this story? I yeah, I heard I heard one of the pods. <laughs> Connor, listen. Because I have had only good experiences with park rangers, and because we are now we now have actual tennis courts in the beautiful city of surprise. Um I have to go with whack refs. You're going with whack refs over yeah. the delusional egg. Oh fans? yeah. Oh yeah. If you've seen my Twitter, I you know have that seen your Twitter, Zach. <laughs> Three times, twice a week, probably twice a week, I tweet something along the line. And it's the same tweet every time because it's the same thing every time I watch a whack game. And it's whack refs hate hate basketball. Yeah. And and I'm not saying that as like some sort of biased fan or like bummed out that my team is losing. It's oftentimes not even when the Lopes are playing. Because you'd you be saying it between like Tarleton State and yeah. UT Arlington games. I was so. watching Tarleton and <laughs> UT Arlington. I was just like, this is not a basketball game, man. The Wagrams hate basketball. Um, because what happens in the game is just like genuinely, they are looking to call a foul every play. Oh, yes, they are so whistle happy. Every play. And so when you get a game where there's seven minutes left and both teams are in the double bonus. And you know they're gonna call a foul every play. It's like they're not even playing basketball anymore. It's just a free throw contest, and that's what whack games are now. They're just free throw contests. It's crazy. It's true. Yep. Okay, those... So, like in the saw scenario, how do you think the whack reps would, you know, do in said saw scenario? I mean, dude, what are they gonna do? Blow a whistle? That's yeah, all they can foul. do. That's gonna sit there I blowing a whistle, yeah. and and you know, I've honestly not seen the saw movies. So. <laughs> oh, what kind of question is? <laughs> Yeah, I haven't either. <laughs> good guys, good. I'm glad I'm the educated one here. What are they gonna do? Blow their whistles so they can get chased down with saws? Yeah, Come on 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 Tech, Dude, have you seen that? Like, I, I can't remember what commercial it is. It, it's like a Geico commercial or whatever. Let's hide in the attic. No, in the basement. Why can't we just get in the running car? Are you crazy? Let's hide behind the chainsaws. Smart. <laughs> yeah, okay. If you're in a horror movie, you make poor decisions. That's what you do. 
I'm being quiet. Breathing on me. They're like, hey guys, we should hide. Make sure you have your whistles. <laughs> they uh these zebras, man. They got their yeah. lips pursed and their whistles moistened. So I've been saying this all year. I'm telling you, this is why I think like Sam Houston State actually is the best whack team. Okay. Because like they they can't play basketball in this environment. And like we saw it in the non-conference. Like they just can't. If you put this team in the NCAA tournament and the and like they have like ACC refs, and they're like, no, that's not a foul. Uh well, Sam Houston will elevate to a level that no other whack team can. You're you're probably right there. Hey boys, do you uh do you know what time it is? Yes, sir. What time? It's trivia time. All right, Zach is six and three overall. I am five and four. We're only separated by a game. John Mark is zero and zero on the season. So hey, he's shooting a hundred so far. So yeah, he's looking pretty good here. So how about this? We'll we'll start out with John Mark. Okay. Yeah. And this is like more of like a multi. Uh, um, it's like a multiple choice question. Okay. Okay. Yeah. 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 So I'm I'm gonna throw it your way. I didn't know this had to be GCU. Well, I kind of figured, but like here, it's a fun basketball yeah. trivia one, right? All so right, right. we're going with yeah. whatever. You know, I'm a, I'm a big three point guy. So fun three point question: Who scored the first three point basket in NBA history? Do you do you want the options or do you know? Oh my gosh, do you know? I need the options. Yeah, I'm gonna need the options. Can I also okay. get the year? <laughs> uh, yes, 1979. Okay. All right. Give me options. Okay. Are you ready? You'll, you'll yeah. recognize some of these names. If you're a basketball nerd, you'll, you'll recognize some of these names. Uh, Larry Bird, option number one. Chris Ford, option number two. Wes Unseld, option number three. And option number four, Gene Stump. All right. I got mine. You got yours yeah, locked got in, yours. Zach? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, okay, so the obvious answer would be Larry Bird, but I'm going with Gene Stump just because oh. I don't want to go with the obvious answer. Okay, All right, so I'm thinking I'm thinking the same with thing as you, which is there's no way it's Larry Bird, so I'm gonna go with Chris Ford just because like it can't be Larry Bird, right? I got okay. Stump. <laughs> okay, so so why not Wes Unseld then? Because that's not a real name, dude. Then, no, that's <laughs> I'm hey Connor. Can I tell you I'm actually thinking the exact opposite, which is okay. I actually have heard of Wes Unseld. That's a name I, I know for some reason. Yeah. And so I'm thinking this is not a stat that would happen by a name that I've heard. Like okay. I feel like this has to be crazy. I'm with you. I'm with okay. you. I, 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 I like where your head's out a lot. Wes Unseld Jr. is the head coach for um the Wizards right now. So oh, okay. that's a lie. Wes Unseld. Yeah, no, that's not a real name. That's he's not, not the, no, he's, he's not, not real. real. Yeah, Just yeah, like Wyoming. He's yeah, it's real. like Wyoming. It's, yeah, yeah. Okay, so uh, Zach actually got correct with Chris Ford. Yes, dang it! Of the Boston Celtics. That's cool. Fun fact, though, this game also was the was the first game of Larry Bird's career. <laughs> wow! Whoa. So Bird was in this game. So Bird was in the game. And it was and his first game ever. Had they the just added the three point line, or had it yep. been there and no one wanted to do it? It was, like, just it? <laughs> it was the first, the first one. Game. Okay. <laughs> So it happened October 12th. So I think it was one of the first games of the yeah. season when it was introduced. Gotcha. Imagine okay. it's just been there for years. Yeah, I, just, like, I don't know. What a bad shot. line. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. All right. Well, Zach, you moved to seven and three. I am now, wow, five and five. This is bad. Okay. Zach, do you want to ask the question or your, your trivia question next? Yeah. Mine is a whack trivia question. Good. Cool. Um, so um, I was at, that question is actually inspired by um, oh man, I'm forgetting the name. It's that college basketball podcast that Connor, I know you listen to, and you kind of put me on it. Ion and College I, Basketball. And I've started listening to I, it. Is it yeah, CBS. Yeah. I love Ion. Ion College Basketball. It's that funny. They had a similar, they had a similar question, uh, but theirs was geared 
toward the power conferences. And it made me start thinking of like, I wonder how this relies to whack teams. Um, there are four whack teams with quadrant one wins this year. Can you tell me which teams have, which whack teams have a Q1 win? And I guess bonus points, if you can tell me what the win is, but you probably should. John Mark, you want to head off with it? Wait, so there's four teams with quadrant one wins. With at least one quadrant at one least win. One. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to go Sam Houston. And so, do, do, should you win list all four? Yeah, just list yeah. all four. Okay. We go Sam Houston, Seattle U, uh, Stephen F. Austin. I don't know. They've been super mid this year, but I feel like that's a name. And then Utah Valley. I think they're top of our conference. Okay. Connor? Yeah, so I got Sam Houston State. They beat Oklahoma. Utah Valley beat Oregon, although that would be a weird quad one win for me. Then I have... Oh, man. I'm trying to think of the upsets that I've seen. UT Arlington beat San Francisco, but I have a hard time believing that that's a, a quad one win. And then something... Yeah, no. I. It couldn't have been them. Shoot. Grand Canyon's win at Sam Houston State was quad two, wasn't it? He's like, I'm um, not going to say. <laughs> it might have been. Let's see. Okay, so I know it's Utah Valley, Sam Houston. I'm going to guess Southern Utah as well. I can't remember, but I think that they had a solid win. And then you know what? Shoot, I'm just going to say it. Grand Canyon at Sam Houston State. Okay. You both got three out of four. <sighs> but the team you you missed was was different. So um, Sam Houston actually has two Quadrant 1 wins. They beat both. Good both Oklahoma and Utah on the road. I couldn't um, remember who the other one was yet. Yeah, so they they have both of those wins in their non-conference, so they have two, which is really impressive. Utah Valley, like Connor mentioned, they have the Q1 win at Oregon. They're also 3-2 and two in quad two, which is very impressive. Um, wins at BYU, at Grand Canyon, and then win at home against Sam Houston. Um, Grand Canyon's win at Sam Houston is a quad one win. Yes! Let's wow. go. Okay. They are number, they're according to like net rankings. They're number 60 in the country. Yeah, we can thank we can thank game. net for that one. Right. The net is kind of bad. Um, if this were if this were Ken Palm, for example, uh, I don't know if that would be the case there. In Ken Palm, they're in Ken Palm, there's 73. So isn't it top 75 on the road as a Q1? I have no idea, but I know it was listed as like a B tier win or whatever. It might quad, still be Q1. Quad B. Yeah. No, it is a quad one win. In okay. hmm. Yeah, so it's the quad one win. Uh, and then the other one was Seattle U. Their win over Utah Valley on the road was a quad one win. Utah Valley's number 73. Really? So they just just wow. barely sneak in that, that top 50. Um, UT Arlington, really surprisingly, they that was, I think, uh, John Mark, I think you guessed that. They were really close. Yeah. They actually have three quad two wins, which is surprising considering like Arlington? How... Yeah, how we really? kind of think the scheme is not great. They're three and four in quad two. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Go Mavs. Yeah. All right. That moves me to five and six. John Mark to O oh and one. Dude, you are swinging and missing. Dude, right I am oh, smoke, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Tough scene, man. All right. Let me pull mine up here. 
Who is GCU's single game highest scorer against Seattle U? Oh, Seattle U wing, baby. <laughs> what? Okay. Single game, like one game. One game highest scorer against Seattle U. All right. Dude, you got me thinking. If you need a hint, let me know. I got one in the chamber. Is it super cliche to like say Dwayne Russell? Presumably, no, presumably, uh, is it? I'm just gonna ask this: Is it somebody dumb? Like, is it? Is it like <laughs> something where we actually played Seattle U in 1981, or like is it someone from like the whack era? Like, I will say, guy? I will say this, Zach. When I was doing the research for this, I was thinking, oh gosh, I hope it's not this guy, because when I looked at it. I, the first high score that I saw was Jerome Garrison at 24. And yeah. then the next year he got beat My out guy. by one of his teammates who had 25. And I had no idea Whoa. who his name was. Like I, I did not recognize the name. It is a okay. name that all three of us would know. It's a guy that all three of us have seen play. And mm. I'll give yeah, you another hint. Time. Okay. Here's your okay. hint. It was not in a regular season game. Ooh. Oh, Someone who's all seen plays over the no. I don't feel like okay. an idiot when I miss this. I don't. I, I again. I'm just gonna take a guess, but I feel like my guess is gonna be Carlos Johnson. I, I oh, just Mark. remember him going. I remember him going sick on. Yeah, he's gonna look at look at Carlos' face. <laughs> I think it's Carlos Johnson. That's my guess. Because he went I, nuts so, and then he did nothing the next game against New Mexico State. I remember, I remember. This is like 2019. I think. So, John Mark, we're going to count that be, as a no wrong. contest for you. You remain at right? one. Zach right. moves to eight and three. Yeah, I know. Oh. Johnson. Yeah, yeah. So that that tournament really anything. frustrated me because I want to say, okay, this was gosh, was that 2019? It was like March 14th, 2019. Dude, I'm on it. And Carlos Johnson went absolutely sicko mode in this game, which it was the semis, right? I believe so. I could be. He went absolutely sicko mode, and I thought he is playing so well. He's gonna carry us over the hump. We're gonna beat New Mexico State, and then he like completely laid an egg against New Mexico State, and we got owned again. Yeah, I remember that game. I remember having so much hope after he did that. Yep. CJ had thirty-one in that game. Yeah. The next highest scorer was thirty. Alessandro Laver in two thousand eighteen. So, yep. There we go. That is mm-hmm. our trivia time. Congrats to Zach. You are absolutely slaughtering this. I, however, have been that was a good pull, Zach. Good. Yeah, I have been I have been falling to the wayside here. Yeah, you were owning me earlier earlier in the season. I know, I know. Man. Hey, good I man. looked up that 2019 WAC tournament, and it's even more painful than I remember. Yeah. You wanna <laughs> you wanna hear some something insane? Please. Okay. In the quarter, uh, the Seattle U game you mentioned was actually the quarterfinals, and, and then we Carlos played Utah Johnson. Valley. Oh yeah, but Carlos Johnson scored thirty-one in that game against Seattle, like we said. And then, do you know how many scored? He scored against Utah Valley. It was more. 35. Oh shoot! Are you kidding yeah. me? He scored thirty-one <laughs> against Seattle, and then he scored thirty-five against Utah Valley. And I was like, this man. And then he scored nine against New Mexico State, and we lost by. 32 and i was like this is the end of dan marley i am done with this guy unfortunately this might have been like yeah 
Yeah, it was not the end of Dan Marley, unfortunately. And I know this was peak fire Dan Marley, like hours. <laughs> like this was the season that he blocked me. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> oh, those days, bro. That was you our season, Zach. That was when the wax season. That won. was our season. Yeah, that was paint. Dude, Carlos Johnson was so good. He was like, dude. He was like, from what I understand, he I don't even know what he punk. Was. So. Dude, he was he was just like that team wasn't good though. He was like he just was it was ISO ball. Like they just let him cook for 40 minutes every game. Mm, yes, my favorite kind of basketball. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Some Dallas Mavericks basketball. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Let's uh let's hop into the recap for the last what three games, I guess. Yeah, three if John, you count. John Mark, did you Today. did you watch the UTRGV game? Um, I caught the very end of it when we lost by uh, that last second layup. Lovely stuff. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, I watched most of the second half. I was coming back from practice, and then I turned that on. I'm like, oh, I was with a bunch of my basketball players. I'm like, guys, look, GCU's really tight. I turn it on, two-second layup. I'm like, oh, hey, yeah, that's uh, GCU basketball for you. <laughs> you watched it, Zach? Yeah, dude, I watched it. So that I was Wednesday it. night. State tournament was Thursday morning. My parents flew to Phoenix on Wednesday night out of Bozeman. And so I drove down to Bozeman with my brother and my parents to drop mm. them off at the airport. And my brother, <laughs> he told me, yeah, we're going to go have, have dinner with Colby and Josh, it's a couple of our buddies. And I was like, oh, sick. And that's the reason why I went. Otherwise, I was just going to stay here and watch the game. Well, we get there, and Cole goes, yeah, Colby and Josh are busy, so we can't have dinner with them. But I'm going to go do a do a Smash Bros. tournament. And I'm like, okay, what am I supposed to do? He's like, I don't know. So I just sat in the car and watched the Lopes game <laughs> while Cole was doing a Smash Bros. tournament. That lasted an hour and 45 minutes. Good grief, Cole. And we got home at it? 10 p.m. And I had to leave for Great Falls for state tournament at 8 in the morning the next day. Good. Well, the reason it took so long was because he did okay. But I was like, did you win okay. any money? He's like, no. And I was like, well, it wasn't worth it What's then. What's the point? Exactly. Yeah. He was like, dude, it's a $5 entry fee. I'm not going to get cooked like I usually do. It's like, okay, whatever. Well, GCU was playing okay. And then we got on the road and. You know, service was a little spotty, so it was cutting out a little bit. Gabe McLaughlin was an absolute master class in that game until he had four fouls early, of course. Whack refs, baby. We love whack them. I was going to say, we love Call the whack refs. Getting them whistles blowing. Hey, he had, shoot, he had 19 in the first half. Dude, he went so, so crazy in that game. I really thought we had that game in the bag at halftime. I Honestly. I do. I know this Lopes team is. Because that was that was an untraditional Lopes thing. Normally, we we just it's stressful wire to wire, and then we sneak it out or we throw it away in the last five minutes. But we don't usually get up like that and then choke. I guess we did against Alcorn, but like <laughs> even that one, we came back and still kind of won pretty handily. So I don't know. That was surprising. Hey, that game, like to me, and I, I tweeted this. I posted the screenshot. I said I with about five minutes left, it was like a, it was like a tie game. I said, I have seen this game already. Yeah. Yeah. Th- that, was literally, that was for... literally the Alcorn State game, but just a better yep. opponent. No. No, this was the UTRGV game from 2019. 
Oh, you're right, but still basically the oh, same yeah. game. It was the same game where GCU was way higher, ranked way higher. They're a much better team. Mm-hmm. They're playing at home, and a scrappy UTRGV team comes to town and just out hustles us and and we lose. I dude, I don't even know if you can call the UTRGV team that we just played scrappy. I didn't think they were good. I thought the Lopes were worse that night. They're not we, good. They're scrappy. I, I don't think they're scrappy, dude. I don't I dude, I think the Lopes were just terrible that game. And dude, I don't want to say it's because they, they relied so much on Gabe McLaughlin on the inside, but that's kind of what it was because he had 19 and a half, like we said, but he was in foul like, trouble okay. early. Connor. He got four fouls as ask- soon as he was subbed out. As soon as yeah. he was subbed out, that's when the wheels fell off the bus and we just couldn't we couldn't regain traction there. By what aspects were we actually crappy? Defense was terrible. Yeah. The fact that that's you true. got outscored by UTRGV. I mean, I know that's what ha- has to happen to lose the game, but to get outscored by UTRGV is just horrifying. Just terrible. To get outscored by UTRGV in a game where we're shooting above 50% from the field. Zach, yes. That's exactly what I'm saying. Is bad. You you gave up you should 77 never, points. UTRGV, UTRGV should not win any games that, in which they give up 76 points. If you score 76 against UTRGV, that is enough. Yep. That is far enough points to score to win the game. Yep. I was that looking is, back. That at is enough points to games. score. <laughs> yeah. That's enough points to score to win by 16 points. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, sorry, John Mark, I cut you off. No, you're good. I was just saying, I was looking back at their old, and that was the highest output they've had, except for an NAIA team. The Southwest Assemblies of God, where they put up 110. Dude, that um, is just amazing. In almost two months. <laughs> that is horrible. Yeah. I feel bad for Gabe McLaughlin. So that's rough. Yeah. Because he had literally the game of his career. And then we just went and said, here you go, guys. You can win this game. We'll play really good offense, but you know what? We're not going to do anything defensively. And whether that has to do with whack refs being whack refs or GCU literally has regressed so much defensively since. I do think this is worth talking about, which is, when Wyo got injured, we immediately felt that, oh my gosh, our defense has taken this massive hit without Wyo. But and now, then we went and beat Sam Houston State. Right. But now to say, like, oh, he's back and our defense is much worse. It's like, well, we were saying our defense is much worse when he went out. So I don't know. Maybe we're just pinning too much of the defense's troubles or lack thereof on him. Or maybe it's just been a constant regression throughout the season. Where we're just seeing right. massive right. jumps at certain points. So, mm-hmm. I don't know, man. I think I'm, I'm really sure hurts us a lot there, too. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Definitely a really solid guard defense, and that helps you when it comes to paint penetration. Lack of paint penetration really slows down an offense. So, that that is certainly a good point to bring up. It was a weird night. It was, is, it was a weird game. It was a weird game. Dima's the door fouled out early too. Yeah, the former lope. Yeah, thanks for bringing him up. I was I was thinking about that. The <laughs> former lope, he looked pretty good too. He looked good and defensively, the- and then he had he had a ghost bucket that was just our guys going up for a rebound, and neither of them grabbed it and tipped it into the basket on accident. But he was the closest guy to the play, and so he got he got credited for the basket. 
You can't get an own own basket and own goal in basketball. Nope. Yeah, that one hurt a lot. I, I think like what's weird is like there are times when like you play a, like a really good team and you play a good game and lose by one against a really good team and you can feel like it's all right. And like looking at this, like looking at the stats in this game, you would think, gosh, GCU just played such a good game and only lost by one. UTRG must have been really good. And when you look at the fact that they're 140 ranks lower than us and you see that like <laughs> we we like, no, like I'm serious. We shot 50 53 percent from three we only had seven turnovers like we like what we kept we had single digit turnovers shot 53 percent from three and lost at home to utrgv like what are we doing guys cursed cursed dude no it's crazy you know what it is it's because i said it's because i said if we lose to utrgv i'm canceling the podcast and you said connor don't (laughs) say that and look what happened I did. I did. It's also because it's also because we've been saying this narrative like since basically December or January that the Lopes can't win two games in a week. And we've cursed them. We actually I was and I know we were kind of joking about that earlier in the year, but I actually kind of believe it now. Like something psychologically (laughs) is we we are actually actually are split merchants. Like I'm convinced if you had us play like Houston and Purdue. And like on Wednesday, like Wednesday, Saturday, like we'd, we'd split. We'd man. beat Purdue we'd on Wednesday and lose to Houston on Friday. We just got to join yeah, the big man. 12 now at this point. We just got to. Yeah. We I go, mean, dude, yeah. if you do that, yeah. you're an, you're an at large in the, in the big 12, if you're a split merchant. So yeah, if you go 500 to big 12, you're turning to. <laughs> yeah. I'm thinking this might be a really good strategy. <laughs> Somebody call up Those the whack. Tell them we're done for. <laughs> We're we're out of here. Oh, I know it's pain. <laughs> All right, let's. Yeah, uh, I don't know. That game was like that game was weird, man. I agree. Let's name a player of the game. I don't have any plays of the game because I'm sick and didn't want to put the time and effort in. Sorry to our very loyal listeners, but I'm just not about it right now. I'm gonna be very disappointed when I listen to this and there's not a. <laughs> yeah, it's not a that's it's actually John. we have we have John Mark as our only listener, and he's he's here. <laughs> <laughs> we're actually now. just recording. This <laughs> we're all uh, just talking to ourselves. Hey, um, but I'll <laughs> say this: we should pick a player of the game and uh, just give it to the obvious correct answer, Gabe McLaughlin. Yeah. Yay! Thank you. Hey, by the way, though, Gabe, I still haven't gotten my jersey yet. I got the USPS tracking number, and I just wild. hope it gets here before Thursday. Because I, I want to wear it to the game on Friday. So I know you it's out of your hands, homie, but I, I need that jersey ASAP. So you can borrow mine. If yours doesn't come, you can wear mine. Okay, cool. Thanks. Let's move on to the Abilene Christian game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. John Mark, were you at the game or did you just watch it? No, I just watched it. I came okay. home home. Uh um, I was actually stuck at the hotel that day. I uh my uh, rental car broke down. <laughs> Oh shoot! So uh, I got stuck on my way to it, man. John Mark, do you remember writing to head life leader bonding time at Westworld or whatever it was, or the main event in at my, Westworld in your tiny in little my, my Ford, Ford Fiesta? Fiesta, dude, I still have a video of me with my knees in your back and like squished between Tanner and Caleb. That is such a great memory, just ingrained yeah. in my frontal lobe. <laughs> That is a core memory of mine. I'll never forget that. I was like, "Yeah, guys, let's all pile into my 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 Ford Fiesta." 
and it was but legitimately 116 in. degrees out. No way for that AC <laughs> to have any chance against us. <laughs> oh Dude, man, that, I'll never forget that. I'll never forget the other one too, where we all had to go to the water park and we all burnt our feet because how hot like the yes. asphalt was. That was a blast though. That was so. Uh, and then going to the Lion King. Do you remember that? Yep. And then we yep. listened to we listened to Book of Mormon on the way there and back. <laughs> dude, these are cool memories. Dude, man, are... <laughs> awesome, dude. Hey Zach, did you watch the ACU game? No. Uh, wait. What was I doing on Friday? Oh, I watched some of it. I was well, actually, I listened to the game because I was driving to Nevada. Oh yes, yes, yes. You're right. You're right. So I was on the road, so I listened to the game. Um, on my way to 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 Laughlin to do some gambling. Yeah, I definitely listened to it. I, I will say, say most of my recap from this game came from my sisters who went to their own to went to the GC basketball game for the first time this season. Yo. And would send me texts about and questions about GCU. Let's hear it. Before, Let's hear during and after the game. Uh, the first one was from my sister Amanda. She's like, hey John Mark, is GCU good this year? <laughs> Did you say no? I said in what? <laughs> yeah, yeah. In baseball, yes. <laughs> Track and baseball, field, yeah. volleyball, yes. Dude, our swim yeah. team is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, she's like basketball. I was like, yeah, we're super hit or miss, and which is seems to be pretty accurate. That's a fair assessment. A we are. Yeah, yeah run one time we hit, and the next time we miss. <laughs> <laughs> Split then, merchants. And then she would have been <laughs> I should I should message her that. And then she asked me, she was like, she's like, what kind of she was trying to be big brain. She's like, what kind of offense do we run so I can press this boy I'm going with? I'm I'm exposing her so much right now. <laughs> Man. I, she I said, said some garbage like, yeah, they run a flex. Um <laughs> they run a Princeton high. <laughs> they, they, they Princeton high. <laughs> I should have like absolutely made up an offense. It's like, yeah, it's the it's the it's the Connor Koenig. Uh. They, they they run Yale continuity. <laughs> that would have been so gold. Oh. I said it really depends on the game, it seems. The offense is let Ray Harrison cook. Yes. <laughs> That's the scheme. Yeah, and then and then her next her next question was who's the best player on the team? So I said Gabe, probably chance and Ray, which Seems to be accurate. Yeah. Uh, I, I told her Those it was in her board. Yep. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, and then halfway through the game, <laughs> she was like, yo, this is fun. The student section is crazy today. And I actually looked at it. The student section was, I will say, actually really good for that game. Well, it's, it a, good, it's a good thing they that's went one. to that game. That's the only reason that it was good is because it was on ESPNU. On ESPN. That's why, yeah. that's why people showed out. Yeah. I, I definitely went a little bit in on it on Twitter. I will say that. Yeah, a lot of yeah. a lot of our and I wonder if this is the like just like back in my day, like get off our lawn thing of is like this, our generation. Old head type man, we're old head. Yeah, we're the old head. No, no, I, but like we actually are in that. Like, uh, like us as old heads, I I do think the student section is. I'm, so I, I'm actually the people who are just making fun of. I'm gonna be that person right now and say, yeah, uh, I do think back in our day it was different. And uh, I saw actually a thread of someone, I, I don't remember who, but like one of the people like in our class who was a Havoc posting like, it's crazy that everyone showed out and uh -huh. Friday was a madhouse and no one 
Like Wednesday was kind of garbage, and then we lost by one at home. Like the, the atmosphere wasn't there, and the all the responses mm-hmm. this person was getting was from current students saying like, "Well, some of us have classes. We're here to focus on academics," and he was just getting like, like He's run at by that. Yeah. And I remember just thinking like, I remember just thinking like, dude, like the vibe, the vibe was not like, oh, I don't know if I can go to this game. Like I have I have class, class in the morning, yeah, like. Like no that and like not to say like obviously yeah you're there for your education right but like, yeah like that student section is getting full like every game and you were going to wait and like, you were going to take your four classes from like nine to two and you're gonna stand in line outside the arena for three hours with seven thousand less students I so I don't know it might it might just be like a slight culture shift so like now the havocs only show up in full force to big games but like that's kind of sad because it did it used to be every game mm. and it's not that way anymore they can still show out but only when they're on espn yeah. only when they're playing new mexico state like i remember in a in a ia game on a random tuesday afternoon havocs would be going popping you know yeah yeah like, i'm curious what the havocs look like today against that nai team we played i haven't seen any pictures or anything no 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 we played it in the practice facility in front of 50 spectators Shut up! No, no <laughs> kidding. No I didn't even know that was happening until I checked. I didn't even know no, that was a thing. I, I knew the game was happening. Uh, no wonder like GCU. 100. No wonder GCU hit twenty-one threes in that game because they were actually in the facility they practice in. <laughs> yeah, the shoot around for them. Hey, I will say this though. Another thing about the UTRGV game, and you kind of hit on it, Zach. There were like ten rows in the back of the student section that were covered by the little banners. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah horrible just horrible well i'm looking at that tweet that zach was just talking about by one of our classmates and former havocs leader send it to me and it says yeah i'll, I'll say i'll send it to you right now so you can take a look at it obviously who was it? I, I didn't remember who it was i just remember seeing that I'm yeah in my mind um it was titus uh oh, oh yeah titus okay. he was a cool dude yeah i, I have yeah. a video of him shotgunning a stampede <laughs> Classic. Yeah, oh, I, I saw it. He's the one that was eating the pineapple on ESPN. Yeah, pineapple. Yeah, oh, pineapple. Gavin. Oh, was, oh Gavin, gosh, according to S, S, or sorry, SVP. Gavin. Yeah, Gavin. Yeah, uh, Scott Van Pelt called him Gavin. Oh, yeah, he posted then versus now, and like, boy, oh, boy. Yeah, I, I, I just texted it to you, Connor, so you can take a look at it. Sick. Yeah, it's a huge, it's a shocking. Yeah, this is the UTGR, the game. Words all get mixed up. <laughs> yeah dude this is pathetic put a good product on the court and students will show up dude that's not hey guess what the like, gcu lopes dude, were never any better than they were this no, year this when we team were in is like this team is like a quintessential lopes team like this team to me they are the same as the 2019 team no kidding and 100 like, people are and like and and every like we sold we showed out every game and that and then like I guess like that's what Titus is trying to say. And of course, like we look like, oh, we're just old heads. But I, I don't think so because I don't think the quality of the teams are any different. And I don't think the games are any bigger or smaller. It's just for whatever reason, the culture has shifted enough to where it's not as big of like a yeah priority among students as it was. And I don't know why that is, but yeah. I mean, last year it was good. There was I, I didn't go to I mean, I went to a ton of games last year because I had season tickets and I, I mm. never saw anything like this. Okay, the year that we went 500, it was never like this. I don't know what yeah. the deal is. Maybe it's because it's on. I went Wednesday, to the, but, yeah, bro. I don't. Maybe, know. maybe, but like we went to Thursday games. Like when we had Thursday, Saturdays, Thursday games were crazy. 
I don't know, dude. But, I don't know, dude. I don't know. I, I find it tough. When we went um to that Cal Baptist game over break, it was kind of mid, but we always just chalked it up to like, oh, the over the games over break are always kind of mid because yeah. everyone's at home. So like that I understand. And I, so I didn't really think anything of it because I just thought like, oh, it's break, people yeah. are at home. And that that's always been the case. But like, man, it, it does seem um it does seem kind of tough. So so I mean obviously that's not what you want. Um and I don't know like how that needs to be addressed and like maybe we're making too big of a deal about it because it's not like i mean like when you look at some of the other wax schools like we do still have like probably the, the like the biggest student section and like yeah the best no easily like, still even on a wednesday we still have one of the best but still yeah. it's just not like the product that you know we're accustomed like yeah. right people we've branded ourselves here as you know? we branded ourselves as the biggest party in college basketball. basketball. Yeah. And that was the thing, right? You got Titus eating a pineapple on Scott Van Pelt, mm-hmm. right? And you got like people in diapers and like the Scooby-Doo gang, like running. It was, no, it was like, you it got was Tanner Bach in a pink dress. Yes. You got- yes. It was iconic. <laughs> and there were like, like it was actually, and I, I, I just, part of this is the, just the nostalgia of us as students, but it genuinely was like Scott Van Pelt. Like I remember watching that, like clip of like Scott Van Pelt calling like, him Gavin of Titus calling him Gavin pineapple kid. Um, and just thinking like, dude, this is awesome. And then like, we were dubbed the biggest party in college basketball. And like, I don't think like if, if we like, for example, if we next year have another game like that, if we host a Louisville or like a Duke or North Carolina and an ESPN comes out and it's the same type of thing. I, I hope like, I hope the Havocs, like hype it up in the same way that they did back then. And I'm sure they will. Cause it's, it's, it's an ESPN game, but like, I don't know. It, it is a little discouraging. It's discouraging to see a, a possible downhill trend. I don't know I if I say... said it on Twitter or something, but I know earlier in the season, I said that the Havocs peaked at the Louisville game in 2016. It'll oh, never, ever, ever be that way. Thousand percent. Because yeah. you were never, ever going to have a team like Louisville 2016 come in again. Never. Yeah. It's not yep. going to happen unless we make the so jump awesome. to the big 12 or something like that, which obviously is a pipe dream. But it, unless we start playing in a big time conference, we will not be getting opponents like that in GCU arena. It, there's no question about yeah. it. Yeah. Or, or, or if we get like a product, like here's my thing, a product like, or, you know, or, or are you this year or Roberts university? Yeah. I, that's like the team that I've been following for summer. I'm a huge mid major guy. So, or are you currently my team this year? They're sick. They put a really good product on their floor. Yeah. You know, and one, 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 one of my best friends went to ORU, and when she was a student, student section was dead. And then they made that sweet 16 run, like the year that she she was a senior, right? Yeah. Next thing you know, the student section is full, and they're crazy every single night. So I think it also comes down to, you know, what kind of product do they kind of, as Zach said too earlier, you know? I – yeah, you're right. You're right. A better yeah. product on the floor is always going to correlate to more people in the stands. But at the same time, like I said, Dan Marley's final hurrah when we went 500, there were way more people yep. in the stands every single game than at that UTRGV game. That's true. That uh, they weren't playing every flying. night. Yeah, yeah. On on his on his uh, tweet, people were like coming at him, right? Um, and he, he showed like a picture of uh, Chicago State of like GSU men's basketball versus Chicago State 2019, the year we went 500, you know, and yeah. we are like filled to the brim. And it can be so much worse, right? Like you look at Sam Houston, like imagine if GCU had the like 
schedule and resume that like Sam Houston's having this year. Yeah. And you see how like impressed, like that is a great project. They're yeah. like, they're an awesome mid-major team. And then you like watch a home game and they got 40 people in the stands. Like it is tough. Like, yeah. Even, even Stephen F. Austin, like uh, we interact with a lot of Stephen F. Austin people on Twitter. And like, they had a game, not, it was a, I think it was the like Stephen F. Austin, Sam Houston game, which yeah. is like kind of a, a big rivalry for them. And like, they just didn't show out. Like there was like, it's supposed mm. to be this big, like student thing. And just, there were not a lot of students there. And it was like a conversation of like, why aren't people coming to games? And even like Stephen F. Austin, who like, has had has had NCA tournament success like has looked like a like a good product and and has been a school that like generally has a good like good yep. fan base and like even they're having a really and hard time. has a nice arena yeah, yeah really nice arena so like they're having a hard time so it is like obviously for us like I we're we're literally complaining right now but I can't believe we had a banner on the top three rows instead of students. Like it could be a lot worse, but I will die uh, on this dang hill, Zach. <laughs> it is worth noting. No, no, no. I, I think it's worth bringing up. Um, what if we talked about basketball? That's great. That's great. I love that. That's a good idea for a podcast. Actually, I think we. Should. Well, I'll tell you. I'll, I'll tell you a little bit about basketball. Is watching this game. Like I said, I was at state tournament, and we're we talking about Abilene or UTRGV. Uh, Abilene. I was at state tournament, Abilene. and our boys had lost out of the tournament, and so their coach was like, "Hey, let's take the boys to Coldstone." And so I watched part of the game in Coldstone. And then I watched part of the game in my girls' team meeting. And then I watched part of the game in the hot tub. And then I watched the rest of the game in my hotel room. So I was a little bit out and about watching this game. And so I I, I don't know if I have any advanced analysis because of that, but GCU started out hot. It got a little tight here and there throughout the game, but we pulled away. I mean, obviously, offensive, like, we were just firing offensively 94 points in a game is awesome. Good to have that mm-hmm. on national television in front of a finally sold out crowd. Um, but Hey, guess what? We gave up 84 points. I am going to put an asterisk next to you referring to this as a game. And and the reason for that is um, as previously mentioned, uh, Wackrefs hate basketball. There were 47 fouls in this game. 47 fouls in a 40 minute game I'm going a mile minute i'm Dude, going I'm a mile not, a minute no no no. and i'm <laughs> seriously genuinely this is not a like i can't believe the refs hate my thing kind of thing i don't think the refs had any impact on like the overall result of the game but what i'm saying is the the product of this game was so bad because it was just a free throw shooting contest man like what are we doing there were 66 combined free throw shot in this game what are we just let him play knockout for the game man like what are we (laughs) doing here you're welcome espn and america sincerely western athletic welcome to whack (laughs) bro that is that is atrocious that's more than one foul a minute that's unbelievable Yeah. yeah that's one and a half free throws a minute so do you think that's the reason why they scored 84 points against us or is there yeah, something in eight? Twenty-three were at the line. Twenty-three were at the line. That's sixty-one points. It's a lot. It's a lot. But the pace of the game was also really fast. Fair. Um, we also had GCU. Right. We also had seventeen turnovers to seven assists, which is really bad. Well, they are they are a solid team enforcing turnovers. Fourteenth yeah. in the nation, actually. And then yeah. also our favorite. 
our favorite little Ken Palm component of the four factors. (laughs) (laughs) Abilene Christian (laughs) is bottom five in the nation in defensive free throw attempts to field goal attempts ratio. So there's the greatest stat ever. (laughs) This team is so bad at guarding the free throw line, bro. No, I think that the other stat would be defensive free throw percentage. That's what you're talking about. This team is yeah. so bad at keeping the other team off the free throw line. That's true. It feels like, you know how when you're playing pickleball and you're gassed, like you're playing pickup mm-hmm. and you're gassed and you intentionally commit a foul? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It feels like Abilene Christian did that for the last eight minutes of the game. You're right. Like on every possession. You're right. So, I don't know. It was hard. Like, and then because of that, I don't think either. Like, we, I don't think either team really got into like a rhythm of playing the game because it was just like, well, if I just like dribble forward three steps, I'm they're just gonna reach and I'm gonna shoot my one and one or my my two, and like that's what it became. And it was kind of like I'm gonna be honest, it was kind of lame to watch. Like, I'm glad we won and all, but like it was kind of lame to just watch us shoot 33 free throws. Well, and the game lasted so freaking long. Yeah. It was like two and a half hours almost. Yeah, we're just shooting free throws forever, man. Absolutely disgusting. But at least the Lopes won. At least the Lopes split, as we have come accustomed to. Who do you want to name as player of the game? Shall we give it to Gabe again? Yeah, Ken Palm says Ken Palm says Ray Harrison. But I, I think that Gabe might have been a little more efficient. Gabe had eight um, rebounds and, he also and 20 had eight points. Rebounds. He was seven for eight from field on, goal. But dude, this is game. 20 game. points on eight shots. 20 yeah. points on eight shots and eight rebounds yeah. is nice. That's pretty impressive. Like, Harrison was good. Like, 27 on 13 shots is still crazy. Yeah, absolutely. And Ken Palm has said that Harrison is the MVP. But, like, Gabe is just so efficient. And I mean, like, especially after, like, a career-high game against UTRGV and then UTRGV steals that from us, it, it was good for him to have a really solid game in the bounce back, too. And I think that is absolutely where we need to be because Gabe McLaughlin was just named the WAC player of the week yesterday. Hey, there was congratulations. Sure was. This podcast's uh, favorite player. He's great. Mm. That's probably true. Yeah, absolutely. Right. I mean, you have a, you have a Gabe McLaughlin Jersey, so I do. And I got one in the mail. So if any other, if any other Lopes want to come up with custom jerseys, I'll, I'll buy yours too. <laughs> absolutely. They're really cool. John Mark, did you see these jerseys? No, I don't think I've actually seen these jerseys. Oh my gosh. All right. I'll be back. Okay. He did this last time. <laughs> Gabe McLaughlin is selling a custom GCU Lopes jersey. That looks so yeah. sick. And so on the back, it's McLaughlin number 30, and then it's uh Matthew 5, 14 through 16. Yeah. And it's got the like like kind of like sunset and the cactuses and whatnot. It's super awesome. Dude, that is such a cool jersey. Yeah, he's selling them on his website. I feel like our podcast is just a Gabe McLaughlin jersey promo now because we talked about it the last three three episodes, but they're really (laughs) awesome. It's the only good thing going on with the Lopes anyway, so. (laughs) Like, kind of. You're kind of right. That's a cool verse, too, to put on. Like, good for him, too. Yeah. City on a hill. Hey, he writes you a personalized note on the bag, too, that it comes in. Yeah. Which is super cool. If there was any other Lope that you could get a custom jersey from, who would it be? Uh, Just current players or all time? Uh, Do both. Uh, I want a Jerome Garrison jersey so bad. I asked him, dude. I So, John Mark, you know that I, I used to work with Jerome Garrison. For yeah, yeah, players. yeah, yeah. Like, and, like, obviously, what's kind of funny is, like, I didn't actually know 
Uh, it's so it's funny because like I've called him. I have to call him like obviously I'd call him Mr. Garrison in front of like yes, yes stuff. So like it's weird that he's like Mr. Garrison, my athletic director, instead of like GCU basketball legend. Because like I didn't know him as like a GCU <laughs> basketball player. Yeah, um, he was before like, our he, time. He was a little before our time, even though he is like kind of one of the all time great lopes. Yeah. Um, but like it's funny that he like I only knew him as like yeah he's just my athletic director like <laughs> but I do I was like I I would like talking about the lopes and stuff and I I would love to get my hands on a dude it'd be so cool if you pulled up in a jersey of his though one oh, day dude. yeah I'm come I come to tennis practice and I'm wearing my athletic director's yep, yep. <laughs> I love that so much he was the man he was the best Such athletic a butt director. kisser dude. <laughs> dude no he is the man I love Jerome Garrison he's the best. How about a current player? Dude, I just feel like Chance McMillan would design a baller jersey. Like, it'd be so cool. He certainly would. He it'd certainly be so would. so cool. What you got, John Mark? Past and present. Um, Past, probably like Josh Braun. Mm-hmm. You know, that's Solid. a good one. You know, great guy all around. You know. He's the kind of guy you would want to marry your daughter, right? Uh, yeah. yeah. Hey, do you guys remember when he got teed up for saying Connor, I was just gonna bring this up right now. Wait, Josh okay. did? Yes. Oh my gosh! Okay, wait. How did you do his own teammate? He got a T for one of one of his one of his teammates picked him up and he said thanks. And how did you hear that? That's what maybe I don't want Josh to. Uh, I have no idea. I don't remember okay. how I found this out. I think that I told you. Here's how I did. know that that's what happened. Yeah, I don't remember who we were playing, but I remember Josh Braun got a technical. And like, it seemed like it was for saying something to the ref. And we were all really surprised because like, that's not like, like Josh Braun was not like the kind of guy to like talk to the ref. And it didn't really even look like a servant of the most high, dude. He would never. We were all just really confused because it was like, what did like, what did Josh Braun say to get attacked? And we were like, Like, what got him so riled up though? What what pushes his button? And even watching it, like, it doesn't even look like he really says anything to the ref. And and that's because he didn't. Um, but so I was like just really confused. So I at the time I worked at a, at a tennis facility as I was coaching um and playing. And one of the guys that I saw just about every day at this tennis facility, I don't want to dox him, but was a relative of our boy Josh Braun. And, um and so he went to all the Lopes games. I would see him at the Lopes game and say hi. And then obviously I'd see him at the tennis place where he would play. And I had to ask him, I was like, Hey, did you watch the Lopes game yesterday? And like immediately he just like knew where I was going with this. And he was just like, hey, Yeah. <laughs> And I was like, hey, why did Josh get a tech? Like, what did he do? And he just, the most casual way ever, he's like, yeah, he said. And I was just like, I was like what? what? I was so floored. I was like, who? And he's like, yeah, I don't remember, like, which teammate. But he's like, yeah, he was talking to his teammate. And, like, the ref heard it and freaked out and, like, gave him a tech. But, like, that's just how they talk to each other, man. And he was just so casual about it. I was like, okay. Okay. Dude, that was the that's Dan Marley crazy. Man. I bet Dan Marley was saying that stuff, man. I'm sure <laughs> he he was. Was. <laughs> cause for fire. <laughs> oh man, that's funny. Yeah. Let's uh let's move on into the Park Arizona game. All real all yeah. I really all I really have to say about this game is that we played in front of 50 people at the practice facility against an NAIA team that didn't even qualify for their conference tournament and we won what 111 to 38 or something like that mm-hmm. and set i believe what i'm hearing is i believe a school record for three points made in a game with 21 
And Walter Ellis had 24 total points. Good Walter. Go Walter. Go. <laughs> Go Walt. <laughs> what a beast. I'm going to be honest. And I know it's superstitious. Is this going to bode poorly for the Lopes when it comes to Friday night? I'm the kind of guy who likes a week of preparation. Yeah, it's going to. Yeah. We're, uh, someone said that already, which is like, why don't we just like, what's so bad about just like having the one game? Yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, like, I guess to say like, this is kind of like, this was, this does seem like it was an elevated practice and like no disrespect to this team, but like, it, it seems like it was kind of like a last minute thing of like New Mexico state game didn't work out. We only have the one game. Like, let's just do this. So we have some sort of like yeah live play. So I don't know that I put too much into like, I guess like, I don't know that in any sense I'm worried that like, that like this was what their focus and energy was on. And now they're just not going to be physically or mentally ready for Seattle. I don't know if I, I buy that, Yeah, but uh, the whole, it doesn't look great for the split merchant narrative. It doesn't. Hey, here's the thing though. That was a sellout crowd. According to ESPN, the capacity at GCU's basketball practice facility is 50 people. And they had 50 people there. So it shows up as 100% full crowd. Havoc selling out, man. <laughs> like all moms and dads. Like a, hey, the Lopes like out-rebounded them. The Lopes out-rebounded them 59 to 32. Jeez. 59 rebounds. That is unheard of. That was a that's a pretty tough blowout. It makes me think, and we talked about this a little bit when you brought up like we were talking about this in the in the in the open. What's like as players, like what's the worst blowout you ever experienced? Do you want it as player or as athletic? As like no, no, like, game you it's like in. as both as a coach and a player. No, as you the game that you played in, what is <laughs> the biggest smackdown? Remember, my superintendent seen? said that our boys were gonna lose 116 to 6. So I know which made me think like you gotta have something crazy. Like that's crazy. I don't know if I ever lost by more than 50 points. I oh, okay. I can't imagine I did. Oh, okay. Honestly. I'm pretty sure playing club like in middle school, we played like a team that had a lot of future uh, AAU boys on that team. Were you oh, from boy. here? Did you go to did you go to school here? Yeah. Uh, Colorado Springs. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Yeah, Colorado. So we played a lot of Denver teams, and, and I remember one time I lost. <sighs> yeah, um, I remember because I was a leading scorer on the team, which this should not happen ever. <laughs> Um, it was a good, I think it was a good 66 to 10. Oh, geez. Um, and I'm pretty sure I had eight of the 10. Hey, let's go. Leading scorer <laughs> on the team. Yeah. Almost broke, almost broke double digits while my team barely broke, just barely broke double digits. <laughs> that, well, like, it's, the score itself doesn't sound bad. It was just the way the score happened. Like we were losing 30 to two within the first two minutes of the game. Nice man yeah and then from there on they played like this like short little kid for the rest of the time i'm pretty sure it was just like uh let's put him in <laughs> you go billy you. hey yeah. you guys you guys went on an 8 to 32 run <laughs> hey pretty good if you ask me Not bad. it's pretty hey, good Connor, ratio can What's you up? give me screen share privileges <laughs> sure <laughs> let's uh let's do it yeah. Okay. Yeah. So as you can see, oh, you're one in seventeen. Good. Oh yeah, we went one in seventeen, and our second game we played Valley Christian, who's currently the one seed in three A. You guys see that score? <laughs> for those of you who are not watching, which is everyone except for the two people watching, 
I lost to Valley Christian 96 <laughs> to 16. That is 80 points. Well, and then you followed that up with a 61 to 16 yep. loss to Joy and Christian. Then, yep. Joy Christian, who is no longer a school. Dream City are they? Christian now. No, they're Dream City Christian now, and they're oh, really? crazy. Okay. Oh, Dream City. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. Dream City is like number four team in the nation now. Yeah, that was right. Joy oh, Christian. Cool. They Dream City kind of they went out of business because all their kids left and went to Phoenix Christian. That's why Phoenix Christian's crazy now. Mm-hmm. Uh and and then Joy Christian, like Dream City kind of bought the church and the school is connected. So like Dream City owns the school now but mm-hmm. they're they're not even in the aia they're like in the caa and they're like nationally ranked they're like insane yeah it, like, those insane. kids are going to duke yeah, yeah like one, of, one of my best friends used to be the youth pastor there and helped coach for that team dude Whoa. that's cool yeah he is yeah crazy but yeah so we got some like we just got like in here just like <laughs> some terrible like tear like 41 37 just like every night 40 uh 59 right like who's my 59 to yonker this team hits like i, I kid you not this team hit 27 threes um, <laughs> who's who's this team? The Frogs. Go back up. Who Salome. Salome. We beat Salome. Salome. No, 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 bro. John that's Mark. a one eighteen. John, John Mark. It gets better. Yeah. It gets better because we lost to him later. <laughs> <laughs> we lost oh, to Salome man. later. They got revenge on us. Kila Ben beat us by forty. So like, and uh, Arizona <laughs> hey, you losing to Valley Lutheran, bro? Come on. Dude, no, look at these Arizona Lutheran beat us by seventy-one. Like, look at these games, dude. Look at these games. Scottsdale. Hey, this game, this is my favorite game of my entire high school life against Scottsdale Christian, where we lost by 53 points. Why? Dude, we were so bad this year. Okay, so here's the deal. I was a junior. We had no seniors. My my best friend was our, our point guard. He got cancer and, like, couldn't play. And so it was, like, me. We had, no, we had like, one senior. We had, like, no sophomores. We had, like, 12 freshmen. I was a junior, and I was, like, Basically, like, I was just a 3 and D player. So, like, Scottsdale Christian, and we just did not care what our coach had to say. Like, we did not listen to that guy. So, in the pregame locker, he was trying to hype us up, and we just didn't care. We were kind of being jerks. And he just, like, stormed out of the locker room. Didn't even tell us, like, who was starting or what was going to happen. So, I got up there as, like, the upper class, and I was like, all right, guys. And I was, like, just super messing around. So, like, we're going to go like, give it to Scottsdale Christian. It's we're like that meme, dude. This is our big rivalry game. It's like, like that meme, dude. Coach is right, guys. Coach is right. If we're going to win, it's on us. That was me in that pregame locker room against our rival SCA. That's we go my out. favorite meme, dude. Dude, that was that was me in this locker room. We go out. We get the tip. The tip. Uh, I was doing the jumps. So, like, I tipped to someone. He passes it back to me. I dribble down. I shoot a three. I drain it. We're up 3-0. <laughs> and my mom posts on facebook i only say because every year i get the memory and it's still the greatest memory ever and i sent it to all of my friends who are on that team that i'm still friends with and it was like a picture of the scoreboard that said like scottsdale christian zero visitors three and it was just like phoenix christian's up three zero courtesy of my son it's just like all this nonsense and the halftime score the halftime score was like 46 to three we like did not score again after that Oh my dude, gosh! It was the greatest dude. game I've ever played in, and we lost. We lost by fifty three. We were horrible this year. We were no, so no, no, no. Bad. Now, 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 go to your senior year. I want to see how much you improve. We were better. We were. We were not good. We were not good. But four we were and fourteen this year. We were respectable. We beat some teams that we had lost to, like Tempe Prep. We got a game back against them. We beat Glendale Prep, which is a school I currently work at, and so like some of my boys, uh, like Noah, Noah okay, was yeah. on that team that we beat. So like. It's oh. a good. It's, it, we had some good good games. 
it's embarrassing i kind of carried us we were pretty bad like we were still bad it's about borgade but we weren't like yeah we beat borgade that was and then this was like the huge game because they were actually pretty good um but like yeah so we were still bad but we were a little better Okay. What was the score of that last game? I'm sorry. What was that? Was we that, lost oh, by I, thought, I thought it was 28-29. No, no, but that was Buckeye. That was Buckeye Union. So we were playing at like we played. The thing is, like we played at a lot of four A schools for whatever reason. Yeah. So like we did kind of get owned, but, but hey, yeah. so look, that's, you that's played. You played against Austin. Your third to last game of basketball oh, ever. No, and there's pictures of that. You're so. Yeah, I sent oh, them man, to I you guys. I should have kept that screenshot. Up. We played John Mark. We played Anthem Prep at home, and it was our senior night. And Austin was a senior, and. It, yeah so we were playing each other we didn't know each other in high school but we i have senior night pictures of austin and i just like chatting it up so we're like standing next to each other talking to each other we didn't know each other at all and then we ended up living together freshman year and connor found the pictures and showed it to us and neither of us remembered it It was that's crazy bro that's crazy it was so that's so cool let's uh let's finish up on lopes talk here and let's try and get this done before this recording ends because i don't want more than two (laughs) hours to edit (laughs) Oh man. Anyways, so park game, we won by a million. We have Seattle U coming up on uh on Friday. I'll pull up my preview for that. Preview for Seattle U. Overall record 18 and 10. Sounds familiar. Notable wins. <laughs> 69 to 62 win over 143 Ken Palm CS Fullerton. Their conference record is nine and six with wins versus Cal Baptist at UTRGV. Jealous. At UT Arlington <clears throat> versus New Mexico State at 84, Ken Palm, Utah Valley. Jealous. Versus Tarleton. Jealous. Versus 114, Southern Utah. That's actually a huge win. Versus Utah Tech and versus the Antelopes of Grand Canyon University. They are 6-6 six and six on the road. They score 71.8 points per game, 40.3% from the field, 31.8% from three. They get 37 rebounds a game, 29.6 of which are offensive rebounds. Their best Ken Palm component, they are 76th in the nation in adjusted defensive efficiency. Their worst component, they are 333rd in the nation in effective field goal percentage. That one also sounds familiar. Key players. (laughs) Last time it was Cameron Tyson. I'm going to keep him up there, but we're going to add another one to him. But Cameron Tyson is a 6'3", 190-pound junior. He's averaging 18.3 points per game on 38.2% from the field and 33.2% from three. He's also averaging 40, sorry, not 40. That'd be insane. (laughs) 4.4 rebounds per game. In his last game against GCU, he scored 11 points on three for eight from the field and five for six from the line. Now, Alex Schumacher, this is the guy. That's the guy. He's a six foot three, 180, 185 pound junior. He shredded GCU in their previous matchup. He was seven for 15 from the field, two for three from three, and 10 for 14 from the line, scoring 26 points. Hmm. How are we feeling the about The last this? time we. I'm feeling I'm I'm feeling good. The last time we played Seattle U, we we looked at their team for whatever reason. Seattle U is kind of one of the only teams that we've actually taken like a pretty deep dive into their players and how we need to deal with their players. But we had this game plan that we brought up, which is 
Grigsby and Tyson are their guys. And if we control Grigsby and Tyson, then we will win. And the last time we played them, we controlled Grigsby and Tyson. And out of nowhere, Alex Schumacher scored 26 in like just an unheard of thing. He hadn't been the guy for them. He had been kind of just like a, a good role player. And then out of nowhere, he goes crazy. Uh, in their last game against Utah Valley, it was a similar thing. Schumacher scored 19. He was their highest point scorer. So, and then Grigsby only had seven. Tyson only had six. So I'm wondering, um, was it more than just a fluke? Is Schumacher actually rising to the ranks of like, he's now the guy and mm -hmm. we need to be worried about him. So maybe that's, maybe that's where we start. Uh, if you're the Lopes and you're scheming defensively here, who are you most concerned about? The whack refs. <laughs> Only proper answer. The correct answer. It was a trick question, and you. I, uh, I it. you know what? I'm still focusing on Cameron Tyson, because regardless of whether he played well or not against GCU or against Utah Valley recently, he is still their leading scorer. He has actually gone up in. Um, sorry, I shouldn't say he has gone up. He has only gone down slightly in points per game since that last GCU game, but he has taken fewer field goals per game since. Really? Yes. And Whoa. here's the thing. I think if we do the same thing we did against Seattle, you in Seattle, same game plan. Well, obviously, you know, there's going to be those chess match kind of things where, you know, coaches are going to counter this with this and etc. But I think if we have a similar focus going into a home game against Seattle like we did in that road game, I, I'm pretty confident that we come out victorious. And I, I guess yeah. maybe it's more so if that first game was a home game, I'm confident that we would have won that one. But, mm. I mean, you know, there's always going to be some changes to game plans. There's also going to be some some different emphases for the coach um, towards the team. But I just think if, if the Lopes come out and play with the same kind of effort that they did in Seattle – I'm I'm confident in a win, especially with it being senior night, homecoming, hopefully a packed house on Friday night. Yeah, I think that's a big thing, too. It's a Friday night, you know, so there's really no excuse not to show. Be homecoming and senior night all in one. So I bet you we'll have a good crowd. I I think someone to watch for is also, I think, Tyson as yeah. well. Like, looking at his past games and everything. And then also, like, Schumacher, like, the way that he – so, like, I was looking at his past game. He had a really bad game against Cal Baptist. Uh, good a game they lost. Five points. And yeah, and they lost bad, like, by 20, you know? So, I, I think – I feel good. I feel really good going to this game, uh, mainly because Connor and I will be there in attendance. So There we go. You know. Whoops the up. X factors. Yeah. Lopes um, are 1-0 when I'm at the game. Hey. Really? Yeah. Also, Lopes are what three and zero now when my season tickets are being used. So really, <laughs> Lopes are two and zero when I'm at the games. We're we're good luck. Yes, yes we, we all need to show up. Yeah. Let's go. Right, I gotta make it out there. <laughs> oh man! All right. So what is the line set as? We have GCU as four point favorites at home. Mm. How do we feel? As the resident gambler of this podcast, you ain't the I only one, bud. <laughs> you I are the know. resident gambler. <laughs> John Mark, are you a sports? Are you a sports if gambler? You, if John Mark were a betting man, which, which he is, he is. Yeah. which I am, <laughs> yes, I have the Lopes covering for. I think we we'll got cover the Lopes covering. I'm pretty confident in that as well. 
Hey, are you seeing the over under on this game? Like, I don't think it's been posted uh, from a spe- Ken Palm. Spot, Ken Palm list. has a projected score, like so that Ken Palm's projection is GCU seventy two, Seattle U sixty eight. Um, so I don't know what the actual betting line will be set at, but yeah. Ken Palm is saying GCU's four point favorites, and I'm saying I would project I would project GCU to cover four if that were the spread. I don't think the sports books have it out yet. They, okay. they won't have gonna, it until the day before. I'd probably also go GC to cover, but I'd probably take the under on the total score, though. Yeah, I could see that. If if, if we're taking Kin Palm as that, be 140. Like, uh, yeah, 72 to 68 kind of thing. Yeah. I'd take the under. 140. Yeah. Considering the Lopes only scored 58 points against them in Seattle. Hey, why or, did Cam Tyson go two for 19 against Utah Valley? Did he really? Yeah, that's what I'm saying when you said, like, oh, he took less shots. I'm thinking, like, Dude, he scored six points on 19 shots in his last How many game. games have they played since then? Two. It's okay. that where he shot 19 shots, and then he shot 15 against Cal Baptist. Wow. Okay, but he was averaging like 17. So, so 15 and 19. Okay, so it's the exact same. Never mind. <laughs> He's averaging <laughs> the same. Well, and like I, I didn't like check on that, but I just thought when you said that, I thought like, dude, he took 19 shots. Like that's low for him. Like who is this guy? Never mind. Yeah. Jeez. But he is. No, he's always been their volume shooter. I just think like, What's happening is throughout the season, Schumacher has been really good in a kind of a limited role, and Cam Tyson has been like Cam Schumacher's putting up like good role player numbers. Like he's putting up Mikel Bridges numbers, and and like oh Tyson is putting up like Trey Young numbers. I figured it out, Zach. It's because he only shot eight shots against GCU. Oh, that's why. That's why his average went down. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, that'll do it. So yeah, yeah. All right. Let's move into around the whack really quickly. I'll hit us up with the Kimball on Saturday, February 18th, Utah Valley defended its Kimball title at Seattle. U, defeating the Redbirds 67 to 58 jealous. They will have a chance to defend their title on Thursday, February 23rd at Tarleton state. Will they retain the title? Oh, is that not rhetorical? Well, Zach, Tarleton <laughs> only has one loss at home. Yeah, they're retaining the title. Tarleton's going to lose. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'm with you there. I'm with you there. <laughs> Look, man, Tarleton's going to lose Utah. Utah Valley's a real, a real basketball team. <laughs> All right. What happens if Tarleton wins this game, though? Is Utah Valley going to join the kneecaps blowing off party that we're no? It have? just means like it just means that everything is in the world exactly what I thought it is, which is unpredictable. Like I don't know. Wow. Every was... time we get a whack team that seems to rise above the pack, and we think like, oh, this is the team they do something like lose to Tarleton. So like, who knows? Like it wouldn't even surprise me really at this point. That was profound, Zach. Thank you. That kind of made me cry a little bit. Good. I'm glad. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> Hit us up with the rest of the uh, around the wax, Zach. Yeah, so it's been a it's been a relatively sleepy week in the whack. One, I mean, probably like one of the biggest surprises was us losing to UTRGV, um, which like from a numbers perspective was like a super head scratcher. Like, how on earth did we lose? Especially, how did we lose given what our box score was? Like, we talked about that enough, but that was a big head scratcher. Um, Seattle U got absolutely owned by Cal Baptist. They lost on the road by 19. We said this, we've kind of said this, and it's becoming more and more true, which is Seattle U is overrated. 
Uh, and they did a similar thing last year in conference play where they had a pretty hot non-conference and they started out really hot and then they lost to GCU and then the wheels fell off the bus. Um, it wasn't sparked by losing to GCU, but we kind of saw the same thing where they started out really hot. They were on that eight game winning streak and then they lost to Sam Houston and now they've lost six out of their last eight. And I, I think the same thing will happen to them this year that happened last year, which is they'll just skid their way into Vegas and be a first round exit. That was even more beautiful than the last statement you had. Glad you like I don't know why I have this like weird hatred of Seattle U. I don't actually care, but fans, just the fact their that they were bullying us a little bit. Yeah, that's probably <laughs> their it. fan. Yeah, their fan, their was, fan being, was bullying us. Like it. Yeah. <laughs> he was being mean. Um, for what it's worth, this game against Seattle is really huge for the Wimmers. Um, in that Seattle U is currently the four seed, and we are currently mm-hmm. the five seed. And if we win. Um, it'll almost guarantee like that we'll flip, which means we'd still be playing Seattle presumably in that next round, but we'd get the first round by, which is nice. Yeah. Um, but I, I've said pretty consistently, like, I don't actually care where GCU is, uh, as long as our best case scenario is that we get to play Seattle U in the quarters. So like of those like top teams, I would rather play Seattle than Utah, Sam Houston, Southern Utah. I would even rather play Seattle than at SFA. I think they're the weakest team of those others. Absolutely. I'm fine whether we're the four, whether we're the five, I'm fine getting Seattle in the quarters. Um, And then from there, like, you know, I mean, we just have to, we have to win three or four games in a row and we haven't been able to do it all year. So here's the thing, Zach, make it happen. When it comes to the remaining schedule, we have Seattle, Southern Utah and Utah tech. So, so regardless whether we win or lose this, well, I shouldn't say regardless saying we win this game against Seattle and we do flip in the seating. We have, arguably one of the better teams in the conference Southern Utah on the road, which is almost a guaranteed loss. Now yeah, only Seattle, four but yeah. Seattle on the other hand has us Utah tech and UT Arlington. Yeah. Granted tech is at home or sorry, tech is on the road. Arlington is at home. However, that is a much easier final two than ours. Do you think if GCU beats Seattle that the Lopes still have a really good shot for the four seed, or does it really ride on whether we win or lose that Southern Utah game? No, I do. I, what I foresee happening is I think we'll beat Seattle, and then I think we'll split that road trip, which could should come to no surprise given that what our <laughs> team is. But don't be surprised if that splitting the road trip is beating Southern Utah, losing Utah Tech, right? Like, who knows? But yeah. I think we'll split the road trip. And if we beat Seattle and split the road trip, I think even if Seattle U wins their last two, I still think we are ahead of them to get that four seed. Just because I think losing on the road doesn't hurt you very much. And I think like what we'd gain from beating Utah Tech on the road, for example, would probably be just as large, if not larger, than what we'd lose from losing to Southern Utah on the road. Fair. I don't know. I'd rather win that. I'd be okay with losing that Utah Tech game if it meant we beat Southern Utah. But obviously, we don't gamble that way. So (laughs) I... Yeah, I just I like I don't know which way it's gonna go, but I know we're gonna split that series because of course we are. There's there's only one thing we can be certain of. Lopes are gonna split the road series. Yeah. Death, taxes, and lopes splitting splitting lopes conference splitting. series. Yeah. Dude, <laughs> it's painful. You got anything else around the whack? Um not really. Uh Utah Valley's crazy. They're they're the team. I don't think there's any more argument 
at all. I think they've pretty much run away with the one seed. They're all they're a whole point ahead exactly of Sam Houston. Uh, they're going to be your one seed. They're going to be the team to beat. Every bracketologist has them on the thirteen line, and I think that's I think that's just right. Um, has Andy Katz gonna, has Andy Katz updated his bracket? I don't know, man. They're going to just be scary. A lot of the brackets I've seen have thirteen seeded Utah Valley against four seeded Gonzaga, and I would love to see that game. Gonzaga loses that game. You think Although, so? Although it depends on what Gonzaga shows up. Is it, is it the Gonzaga that's beating Pacific by nine, or is it the Gonzaga that's beating LMU by a million? Is it the team that's losing to LMU at home? Right? Like, who knows, man? True. I don't true. know. Yeah. The team that the team that's beating LMU by forty at half, and Drew Timmy only has two points. Yeah, it's tough, but I think they're the team. I think either. I guess, like generally speaking, I want to see the WAC team win a tournament game. And I think Sam Houston and Utah Valley can do it if if those are our 13 seeds. One of them will probably be a 13 seed. Um, I'd be kind of surprised if anyone else won Whack Vegas, but also like no, I wouldn't because our conference is stupid. So you just never know. <laughs> yeah, you got That's that right. Yeah. All righty. Any last thoughts for us, John, Mark, Zach? Anything? Not really. Just want to throw a hypothetical. So you know how uh, the New Mexico State game was technically forfeited this week. Yes. Yeah. And we played the NIA team this week and won. Yeah. Technically, have we already, you know, won two games this week? Whoa. Right. So I think this is the week that we break the the split merchant narrative. We we beat the allegations. We beat the split merchant. I think we sweep this week. We sweep the week three and zero. Three and zero. Three and zero. We beat a team that's not real by a thousand. We beat another team that's not real by forfeit. (laughs) And then we win our actual basketball game. GG's baby. That's that's yeah. all it takes. Yeah, you play, you play who's in front of you, right? That's, that's right. And sometimes it right. it's no one. <laughs> <laughs> and Remember, sometimes it's on your practice you court. Play who you play who's in front of you, and sometimes it's no one. And other times it's a practice squad. What's up, guys? Hey, all I'm saying. <laughs> all right, boys. Well, thank you for joining us tonight, John Mark. That's super fun having you on. Everybody who's listening, you know, thanks for tuning in. I know it was kind of a weird week. We'll be back to our regular scheduled programming next week, assuming that I am not like coughing my lungs out. Um, But otherwise, thanks for tuning in. Go Lopes and go and actually, you know, go to the game. Buy a game of Gotham jersey and wear it to the game. Yes. Buy a game of Gotham jersey. Go to the stinking game on Friday. Pack the house. Otherwise, Lopes up. Dishes on the block server. Three. Go! Harrison. Up high. Put back by the corner. Push back on Harrison. Quickly to the block and drives baseline. Barrel. No doubt about it. Oh, Barrel, you bounced out of your seat on that. Oh, oh, with a big right hand. Give a loads of three-point advantage. This podcast sucks. <laughs> Ours? Yeah, yes. we just make fun of our team. We really do. I'm so I'm so tired right now. <laughs> I literally have zero cognitive ability right now. We've been so Connor. We spent so long on the first trivia question, just saying the stupidest shit imaginable. We literally spent 30 minutes on what's going to be four minutes of podcast. That's a W in my book.